Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Here we are, heading headfirst into week five. Uh, crazy week uh, in the fantasy realm. Uh, a crazier week maybe in like actual NFL stuff. We'll get into it. Uh, but I'm your host, Patrick. We're back. Um, I'm here with my co-hosts, uh, Mike and Gertie. Typically, I throw this to you guys right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Gertie specifically. Gertie, how do you feel about last week? So, if last week the theme was Monsters Inc., um, I'm gonna start the theme of this week with another franchise that starts with an M, Men in Black. Pat, you're Edgar. Do you remember Edgar and Men in Black? <laughs> Uh, no, but let me do a quick IMDb search. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll regale you with who Edgar is. Edgar was the, the farmer. He was just minding his own business when this giant lizard creature from another planet swimmed his way into his body and made him do magic and evil for the entire show. And that's you, for the entire movie. You're, you, you, you weasel your way into these winds with, with your fucking voodoo and your <laughs> bullshit. And you, and in the end, you will be blown up by two people in a big, in a big blowout at the end. I, I'm saying that this is forced shadowing your demise in this league, for your little squirmy tactics of picking up the KCD to get 20 points. And I can't wait to watch it. So I feel great. I feel great knowing you are Edgar, and I'm Will Smith what? in this whole story. The the young upstart, funky cat who just is going to save the world. That's it. Well, I guess we are the heroes of our own story. That's really cool that you're dealing with that in a healthy way, Gertie. Uh, Mike, just the intro. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. Hoping you and Gertie can survive the show and beyond. As we've discussed many times, it seems like the lives of all of the hosts here on the 390 podcast seem to be in jeopardy from week to week. So doing well otherwise. It's kind of like a beautiful like uh, intertwinedness that we all have, but yet we're so fatally linked to each other. It's, I don't know. I don't know. You could maybe call us friends, but I don't <laughs> think Gertie would go that far. I would. Definitely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our super special guests, all capitals on the word special, uh, is the, the lead dog in our league in 390 this year. Uh, Patrick Neville, Neville, how are you doing, you undefeated bastard? I'm doing good, guys. I love being undefeated, and I am pleasured to be on this podcast. Oh, gross. Oh, Every syllable, so syllable was, was oh, uncomfortable. He was so about that. Yeah, he was just so, like, that was so in your face. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like, I, just... like I was... I was in London, like drinking tea with the with the with the Queen. Like, oh yes, I am much better than you. <laughs> but uh, continue to talk about me, thank you. Oh, Neville, that was that was gross. From uh, <laughs> as a spokesman for everybody in the league, it was 
gross to hear you say all those words. Um, how, how, how does but, it feel, Holly, to, to have you initially pick me? So I have a very um, egotistic view of my own team. I still think I can get you. I still think I can take the division. Um, but, <laughs> but we can get into that later. Okay. Um, we, had a, we had a late start. Um, it's so weird that you bring up the Queen Gertie because that was partly the reason why I was so late. My brother, who is also a member of 390, um, went on this like political rift about why the monarchy is not important <laughs> in <laughs> Canadian politics, specifically mm. the governor general being a, a pointless um, position. Uh, I honestly don't want to debate that here. Um, and I'll go as far to say I don't ever really want to debate it. Um, because it, it just, it's a waste of my time and energy, but that was partly the reason I I'm late to the recording. Um, so let's, uh, let's just jump right into the quick recap of, uh, of last week. Uh, I think we got, um, we got some, s- a few core takeaways. Uh, we mentioned it off the top of the show. Um, but I've nicknamed, I'm going to nickname myself here, everybody. I'm going to start, everybody can start referring to me that. as Mr. Monday night. Um, because this is my so, second win of the season. I'm just going to interrupt uh, you one second. <laughs> just, just one second. So not only do you have an egotistical view of your team, but you have an egotistical view of yourself to give yourself a Mr. Monday Night nickname. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I, I think this one this one ha- has good reason. My, my win against Curtis was of similar, um, a, a similar sort of uh, journey. Flavor. Um, da- down big, down big going into the Monday night game. I, I need a miracle to happen. Um, in this particular one, I was down 30 to you, Gertie. Uh, and I still oh, had the can- this Kansas City defense, which was not my first choice to play. First choice to play. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the, the Pittsburgh situation, um, I would have much preferred to play my Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, and I also I had Todd I would have Gert- preferred to do that, too. Yes, yeah, I, um, and I had Todd Gurley, and both of those players went over 15 points each. Kansas City got 20 points, and Todd Gurley got 19, 18, 18 and a half. They were both on fire, and there was no way I could have lost that game um, with that production, and it was incredible. I felt I was elated by the end of the night, and I know um, you took on a very – Many different um, uh, emotional sort of like uh, feelings on this. You, you you're very aggressive to start at the, the show tonight, and I and I like I think that's fair to say. Um, but during the match, I it, there's something that I want to address that I'm gonna I'm gonna call reverse psychology moving forward. Mm. So I have um, I have a screenshot. I have several screenshots of Gertie and I's conversation that we had on um, over the weekend. And um, at no point was he boasting about how badly he was beating me because he was up by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But every every message was something to the effect of, you're going to win it. You're just going to win it. I, I, don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about that. And even going into the Monday night, being down by 30, it was the same thing. You're going to win it. You're going to win it. And I know I'm not alone in this this Gertie tactic, I know he he pulls it on a lot of different 
um, people. So if you're playing Gertie, if you're up big, <laughs> if he's up big against you, um, send in your screenshots of that conversation that you have with him. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love to get more for reverse psychology. I'll be posting the screenshots here soon. Um, but very excited to for you to see that. Our next update. I like is, how you don't even give him a uh, second to defend himself. So that's fantastic. Gertie, Gertie has already <laughs> defended himself twice so far. This, this, so here's the thing with reverse psychology. Like, does does this ever play into effect? I mean, if you want to do screenshots, why don't you roll back to my championship run where every message I sent out was, oh yeah, I'm going to lose, and I won. But those, that's those are very true. I, I remember that. Win. Yeah, I, was, I knew I was going to win that championship. You don't draft Mahomes in the fifth round and not win a championship. <laughs> but what I will say this time was, this was different. I messaged Mike. You talk about friendship. Mike's phone, Siri on Mike's phone told Mike he should message me at 7.30 a.m. this morning. That's so because true. Because that's, that's, that's how tight we've had. 14 podcasts <laughs> and 42 group chats together. Apparently Siri is like, these two fucking talk to each other too much. Um, but... But what I'll say is that I messaged him at probably 1.58 p.m. on Sunday, and I said, I have a bad feeling about this week. Hallwell's going to win. I knew that I was going to lose when Doug Peterson called the worst game I've ever oh, seen. Oh, God. Miles Sanders had three carries in the second half of that game. Then I see Kansas. Then I see, I'm like, okay, I need a bigger lead going into this because I just have a bad feeling. Then the whole I wasn't even watching the KC game. I didn't give a a, a like a give a fuck. Who cares about you know three and four and New in England? The like, who gives a shit about that team? He's using um, the F word. Right. So I didn't care about that. And then I start slowly seeing that you get twenty points from them. And then I watch a recap of the interception touchdown, where it was a perfect throw to Julian Edelman. It bounced off his hand into the cornerback, and he strolled in for a touchdown. Mm. So I was like, when that type of stuff happens to you, you know it's going to be a bad week. But it got even worse because I obviously was watching my Green Bay Packers. I was talking to to young Michael here, who's who was just waiting on pins and needles to find out if Dan Quinn would be fired at any moment. He was <laughs> yes. not. Um, and I see Todd Gurley having a rough first half. And then we walk into the second half, and you're on the 10-yard line. And Todd Gurley gets his first carry of the second half. And literally, it's like the Green Bay D parted the Red Sea and said, come on. All right, everybody. Um, we're, we, we saved you some grief here. We, uh, we cut Gertie's uh, monologue off. Uh, he had about 15 more minutes to, of ranting. So uh, just trust my word when, he is, when I say that he was quite bitter about losing to me, who won against him. Uh, our next matchup is, or the update is, uh, Flacaroni versus our guest, uh, Neville, cooking in the woods. And the headline I have here is Flacaroni got Sammy Watkins. Uh, Neville, do you want to uh, maybe say what was your uh, perspective on the uh, the the big win for you against my brother? Sure. Uh, I think it was a, a tight match, uh, a low-scoring match. Uh, both our teams had players that did not play well. Uh, with Lacaroni, I don't know what's going on in Arizona with Kenyon Drake, but uh, he made Lacaroni's score pretty low. 
Um, and I just crept in there in the end. But I will say that, uh, you know, looking at his bench, if uh, Derrick Henry and Tannehill there played, uh, he could have definitely, he would have definitely. I do want to say I was watching this game with, uh, or the, the Kansas City New England game with my brother um, because you both had players involved on that last um on that last game, you got screwed over Neville a little bit because you had Devonte Adams go out earlier that morning, and so you, you had to scamper around to get a replacement wide receiver, and you chose McCole Hardman. So going into that game, it was McCole Hardman for you versus his Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. Travis Kelsey performed quite well, um, reasonably speaking, for the tight end position. Um, Sammy Watkins did not. And McCole Hardman got a touchdown. Um, it, it was a technically a pass, but it was basically a run from the from a shotgun with like a jet sweep into the um, the right side or the strong side of the um, the end zone. The best part about that McCole Hardman touchdown, and I think I, I just want to bring this part up, is that the reason McCole Hardman was able to get in is because the design of the play had Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins both blocking to create a lane that that Hardman took to score the touchdown. Mm. So it was just this like perfect poetic symmetry that was just like Michael's going to lose because his players are helping you win. It was beautiful. It was absolutely friggin' beautiful. That's a fantastic um, observation. It, it was just I was I was semi drunk at the at the time, so I was like kind of enjoying it, but it was uh my brother was quite distraught and it was very funny to watch um the next match is your match uh pelt with uh uh herple cheese derple uh our headline is julio's hammy hampers herple's hopes uh as you guys had a similar matchup with that um that green bay atlanta monday nighter julio needed i think about six points and he would have won uh and he only managed about 34 or 3.4 before mm-hmm. he was um, sidelined with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, big shout out to me for that win. Um, I texted Matt Ryan at halftime and just said, hey, tell Julio to sit it out. Uh, he looked pretty injured just for his health, not for my fantasy matchup. I said just for his health, he needs to sit out. Um, and I was worried Always. about him. Yeah. So I said Laughing the same. Like... Yeah, I said the same thing about uh, Gurley just for Gertie. Um, but Matt said, no, uh, we actually want to see Gertie lose because it'd be hilarious on your next podcast. So um, that happened. So, and, so and I, they were right. They were right. We're having a lot of fun making fun of Gertie for losing <laughs> to me. Um, our next two updates are both teams associated with the name Andre win big. Uh, Andre's team um, won mightily over... Uh, the lifeless fish. And I realized that one of my notes is now incorrect. So that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, but on, uh, this is Suds's team. Suds's team absolutely smashed the lifeless fish. Um, and then beats by DeAndre, our wonderful commissioner, one who has taken quite a bit of ribbing on this podcast. Certainly not from me. Um, but. Uh, nonetheless, has, 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 may not be the biggest fan of this podcast, got his first win over a pretty strong contender in Nolan. Um, 
I haven't heard from either of these people uh, specifically about their game, but I can only think that Nolan is in a deep and dark pit of despair after losing mm-hmm. to Andre. Can anybody confirm that Andre, what his mood is this week? Andre's alive. I can confirm that. Um, his mood seems... I can confirm that. I think he's still meditating, but I think he's alive. <laughs> okay, good. I'm more worried about Nolan based on what you just said. Have you checked on him? Yeah, we, we've had some conversations, um, but but he's not... He, he hasn't... Um, usually I get a sort of self-deprecating text the, the morning after he, uh, he loses a fantasy, which is quite often. Um, but, uh, this week there was nothing. So I know I should be a better friend and check in on him, but, um, I'm going to voice my concerns, uh, over here, uh, on our <laughs> podcast for everybody to hear. Well, so. I can tell you Nolan's alive because Nolan had, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later, but Nolan had the uh, cojones to make a trade this week. So we know he's cojones. alive. <laughs> That's true. True. That's very true. Uh, our last update, and we'll go through this quickly. My can't uh, over from Russia with Chubb. Uh, it was an absolute decimation, fifty point difference. Um, I'm I'm giving uh, my can't the hashtag of Team Dracula hmm. uh, because he sucked all the life out of hmm. from Russia with Chubb, and I think we'll talk about it. Russia with Chubb, bit of a disaster of a team right now. Um, I can only think that my can't's vampiric ways had something to do with it. Um, and with that, that's the that's the updates. That's the recap. So I think we can move on unless anybody else wants to say anything. No, just uh, as I as we move into the way over wire, I just want to call out that I noticed my can't didn't change his name to uh, can't be pleased. But um, I guess some are slower movers. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I do have one that's one fair. quick question for Neville. Um, I feel like the rest of us, or at least most of us are on this podcast are struggling with life. And we heard Nolan is struggling with life. How does it feel Neville to just be like completely removed and seemingly perfect thriving? It feels good. Yeah. No, no complaints here. Uh, I will say that, uh, my, my bench looked good at the beginning. Now it's. Um, but yeah, I mean, my started starting lineup is, is solid. Yeah, I feel flawless. Flawless. I feel flawless. Wow, so oh fucking gosh. smug. Oh he's like God. a fucking Beyonce. God <laughs> damn it! God, I hate so this smug. guest. This is the worst <laughs> fucking guest we've ever had. Um, okay, let's get us out of this nosedive. Gertie, it's your segment. You're up. Waiver wire analysis. Tell us what happened yeah. this week. Yeah, talking about nose dive, I got to blow my nose after that whole entire thing that Neville spewed out of his mouth. I just can't <laughs> get over that. Um, <laughs> waiver wire. So we we had a pretty quiet week. There wasn't any major um, moves. I mean, talking about Nolan and despair, dropping almost forty on Dearness Johnson, uh, number two running back in Cleveland. That's your your biggest mover of the week. Uh, you know, he, he did play great and limited. We know that uh, Stefanski likes to run the ball in the two-running-back system. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big bet for um, a second-tier running back. Uh, Chubb, the Chubb machine, picked up Travis Patrick for $13. Um, 
you know, 13 is also associated with magic and voodoo, so I already feel terrible about this week. It's uh, uh, Tim Patrick, but carry on. Um, I'm not even going to answer that because I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't just assume his name. Um, you get two first names. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> his friends call him Tim. But anyways, you, know, you text Matt Ryan, I'll text Tim. Um we had Andre pick up another running back in Vaughn and Tampa. So, you know, he's definitely building that running back room uh, on his team of third strings, third and fourth strings running backs. Um, Golden Tate went for $8 to none other than uh, smugging in the woods. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we got, besides picking up Dustin Schultz, uh, he, you know he's a big fan of the podcast, so he values the tight end position. Um, those are the major moves. I mean, we had Andre taking a big bet on Brett Ripien. Uh, I, I really don't have much to say on that. I mean, if you watch the guy play, it's enough. Yeah. Um, GNB picking up uh, Jared Cook, another big fan of the podcast and also co-host, knows tight end position. Um, in anticipation <laughs> of a big trade, I picked up Zach Pascal, who I think will emerge as the number one wide receiver in Indianapolis with a, a nice yep. stack with my new quarterback. And took a flyer on Alex Smith. Um, we know that uh, someone lost Dwayne Haskins. I'm not going to name who. Um, but it's an unfortunate situation. I do actually hope he gets another chance in the league because it's a shame that he's pretty much been like Jared, Josh Rosen uh, in his early career. Um, another True, yeah. major move, uh, the token picked up Robert Tanyan. So knows that he's on a bye week, but believes so strongly in the tight end position that he picks up Big Bog Tanyan or Baby Kittle. Um, and Token also picks up Flacco to block his uh, his enemy of the week. Yeah. And Duke Johnson gets picked up, who could be a good pick uh, with a new system coming to uh, our dear friends in Houston, who we value so much. So that's your real waiver wire. There are no big, exciting moves. I mean, how do you guys feel can, about... Can, can I just interject for, for one minute? No. Uh, what do you guys feel about Dearness Johnson? <laughs> no. There was there was one player that we didn't talk about. He was picked up and dropped by my. Okay. So I just want to say that I think Jay got wet feet. He originally looked at his team and he said, "I have a gaping hole at my tight end, mm. and I want to fill it in with Alley Cox." Big Mo. Christ. <laughs> I think it's too bad that we don't know what could have been with my camp and Alley Cox, but I think he'll get <laughs> he'll be picked up. Again. <laughs> I think he'll be picked up again eventually for someone to have fun. With. Oh, and I think God. he would have. I think he would have been a sneaky player this week when they played in the Brown State. Mm. Oh God, there are so many puns there. Yeah, oh. never was that on purpose. By God. Yes. <laughs> but then, but then he dropped Ali Cox. Okay, <laughs> Ali Cox. Ali never Cox. Of Seinfeld. Like George is looking at the phone. It's like Ali Cox. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. Um, going back before Neville so rudely interrupted. How do we feel about uh, Dearness Johnson going for thirty nine dollars? And I guess we'll we'll just bring up the point because I guess it has to be discussed now. Is it Ali Cox? Or Ali Cox, and how do we feel about Ali Cox constantly being brought up and then down? 
I mean, I'll start with the earnest. Uh, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not saying that just because of my division mate. I think, I think Hunt is the guy there. Even he's a little banged up, but 42 bucks seems like a lot. Um, that's coming in hot. That's smells of desperation, if you ask me. <laughs> okay, and on the uh, the topic of alley cocks, I just like to go with Cox personally. Oh, Cox. Okay. That's how I. Okay. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the Tim Travis situation. <laughs> um, Jesus. I thought we were out of the nosedive, but yet it continues. Um, gentlemen, I. Gertie, it is your segment. I'll give you final word. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? N- no. Um, nothing else I want to mention. Just that it's too bad that Ali Cox isn't in the Eiffel Tower division. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next segment. Rumors on the, rumors on the straight, on the street, on the street. Yeah. These aren't even rumors (laughs) on the street. These are real solid. This is on the street. We'll just change the name to on the street. Um, we've got a trade. We'll start with Gertie moving Timmy Brady, as he likes to say to Nolan for Rivers and Montgomery. I like the deal. I think I like the deal for both sides. Um, maybe Nolan spending his wad kind of helped them make that decision. I don't know. But uh, I like Montgomery and Rivers going to Gertie, selling high on Tom Brady, as he said, his highest point um, this season. So, Gertie, I'll flip it to you. Give us uh, your, your feelings on that deal. You know, I had a, a few suitors for, for Tom Brady. Um, someone, I don't want to name who, um, but he's a practitioner of magic, was not very high on him. I thought I was too high on him. Mm. Um, <laughs> but what Why I'll would say you is anger that... somebody who knows so much magic? Like specifically <laughs> like voodoo? Like, I don't I... know. Yeah, great question. I don't know. Why does someone pick up Ali Cox and drop Ali Cox? The world is a strange place. <laughs> well, there's, um, there's a hole that had to be filled. That's what it was oh, pretty God. clear. By Cox? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, no. <laughs> uh, um, what was I going to say? Jeez. All right. We're going to have to do a lot of bleeping on this one. Um, yeah, I, I think it's... Look, I, I think when Saquon went down, uh, there was a... I, I got to say gaping hole now. There's a gaping hole at the red, at the red, red position on my team. And uh, I... <laughs> I need to fill a hole, and um, <laughs> amateur hour podcast. Um, and I think this trade worked out well. I think I sold Brady at his highest points, coming off uh, thirty-three points. And I think Rivers has not been as bad as he's been shown. Um, Rivers is still capable of throwing for at least two hundred yards and at least getting more than one touchdown a game. So I think that. You know, it works out for both teams. I, I obviously lose the best player overall, which is Tom. But I think I get a solid QB, and I get a running back now that will allow me to fill in bye weeks and also be able to help carry my team. So I think that, especially with Foles now actually opening up the, the passing game, uh, Montgomery will get the carries. And he's been averaging about 18, 20 touches a game, and that's what you want. You want the target share. So yeah, I think it was fair. And I now have the staff with Zach Pascal, who... Um, I think can emerge as the number one wide receiver. It's kind of like a lotto ticket. I'm chasing after uh, the Princess Margaret, and I hope I win it. 
Um, I dug it. I think it's. Uh, I, I think for the reasons that uh, that Gertie said, I like the the best player. I think is Tom Brady. I, I I think you're absolutely right that he'll never get five touchdowns in a game. Like this is his height for the season, um, and I always like um, adding a running back to a squad. So I think I, I think it works out for both both parties. Mm. Yep, and and I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good time to sell Brady. I would say. So then we had another trade, and I feel like. There's going to be some more heated discussion on this deal. Um, my good buddy Curtis trading Tyreek to me for Jimmy G and Chano. Um I will say, from Curtis's perspective, he's got to win right now. He, Aaron Rodgers is out this week. He needed a quarterback to fill that. Jimmy G could, if he hopefully he plays for his sake, looking like he's going to play, hopefully puts up a good week, gets him a win. Um, I obviously really love getting Tyreek into my lineup. Really re- leveraging that fourth quarterback I had on my bench. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll let Hallwell. Do you want to tear into it here? Because I can just. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I I I'm not sure if it's for the reasons you think. I was in on Tyreek Hill. Okay. And I was potentially I was I, I I'm not entirely sure what other offers he was getting, but I was I was up until the deadline. I was talking mm-hmm. um, to Curtis about it, and I had a deal in place. Um, I don't think he'll mind me saying this because the deal's gone through. Um, mm-hmm. But there was he, he actually reached out to me about a, a package of Dwayne Haskins, Tyreek Hill, and Carrion Johnson for Brandon Cooks, Justin Herbert, and um, Chase Edmonds. And the only reason I didn't take it is, as I said, I, I'm pretty sure Haskins is going to get benched here soon. And then it, he did like in in the conversation right. that we were having, he got benched. Oh, um, okay. My, so so like I was I was disgusted by it because it was like I was right there, and then it goes to a competitor. So that that sucks. Mm. Um, it it does seem a, a shade um, overbalanced for you. Like I'm not sure, I'm not sure anybody else in the league does it. But at the end of the day, it is Curtis's team, and like he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants with it. I am confused why we didn't vote this one through. Can somebody walk me through that? I'm confused as to if we vote or not. We've yeah, always too. voted. Okay. So, so we vote to push it through, right? And if we get half the league, but then we've kind of just abandoned it. So if we're abandoning it, that's fine. But I just, we're not being consistent, and that's my issue. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we've only made two trades and neither was voted. This no, but I, so think I, think to I guess there is consistency. I think to Hallwell's point, to some degree, though, maybe we did vote more so in the past. I don't know. But then I thought it kind of got wishy-washy last year, and then now it's kind of degraded. I don't know. I, I agree with you, Hallwell. I don't think it's super clear either way. Um, but that was just my question today when one got pushed through and the other. But then I guess, had we voted on the first one? Is that... Maybe why I, the, I don't fir- the first one I, I think was like a vote short, but I think you're right. So I don't know. I guess I guess trades are just being pushed through now. So I think funny. the I think the philosophy and the thinking is that we've got a pretty solid league, and no matter what trades people do, I don't think anyone's going to veto them rightfully. Or sorry, I don't think the trades are going to be bad enough where they actually should be vetoed. So I think we're just pushing everything through. I think personally, that's my view of the league that I don't think anyone's going to get taken advantage of um, in a way that should be vetoed. It's a slippery slope though, because if we, if one trade does get vetoed, then 
why the hell weren't any of these other trades vetoed? You know, like I think we're kind of just. I, I agree that we're a good league, and we're at the point where trades should just go through. Mm-hmm. But like, it'll come up. It, it'll come up where a trade is like should get vetoed. Somebody maybe should get vetoed. Maybe gets vetoed, and it was like completely a decision between two of the independent teams, mm-hmm. and then like it just gets stopped. So I'm like. Clarity on the rule is all I'm asking for. Mm. Um, I, I think I think he won that trade completely. But I also, in my conversation with Curtis, I told him I think this is the best move for his team. So I understand why he had to do this trade. Mm-hmm. He gets a quarterback out of it. We all know yeah. how valuable quarterbacks are. So. Yeah, I mean, I hate it because I'm playing against him this week. And this is the type of bullshit that seems to happen to me week after week. But um, <laughs> let's make this more about me. Neville, any thoughts on that deal? Um, I think they did what they had to do. I do think that uh, I think that you definitely got the the, the better player, but I think uh, when your third quarterback uh, takes a dive, you got to uh, secure uh-huh. that QB spot. Yeah, losing Aaron Rodgers right this week um, was yeah. pretty huge for him. Yeah. So he's got to win now. And like I told Curtis, uh, I think today through text, I think I started zero and five two or three years ago when I won the championship. So hope is not lost yet, my good friend. Um, when you're 0-6, yeah, mail it in. But you still got hope. I was I was, I was 0-3 last year. Right. And I had, so. I had Saquon went down. So it's like it's, it's doable. So Yeah, I'm 1-3 this year and Saquon went down. So, I mean, I think it's prophecy, right? Wow. So it's wrap this thing up right now. Your situation <laughs> is very, very different. Um, I don't see many differences. Mike, back to you. Yeah, I just want to call out, um, you know, trading Jimmy G and Chano, Neville and I, I proposed it to him Tuesday night when I knew I was pretty close, or was it Monday night? Who knows? I was pretty close to dealing Jimmy G in an asset. I said, Neville, do you have an offer you'd make for it? He said no. But I do want to just preface that with Neville and I had some very productive trade talks, unlike some people last week that I talked about on the show, Danish, who just won't fucking answer you. Um <laughs> I gotta give it suds too yeah so from my perspective Danish other people say suds Um, Nolan's trying to rip everyone off with his yellow belly Um, Neville I just want to say I I really enjoyed our talk Saturday but you know I'm happy to say it was about Zeke at a certain point and it was actually like a real conversation where you weren't trying to just rip me off nudge nudge Hallwell Um, but it was just great, and I want to say I enjoyed that. The deal didn't come out of it, but thank you for being a commendable trade talker. You're welcome. Glad that we tried to see every avenue, and I know that there are other people in this league that, uh, you know, just you, you put a trade out there, and they just don't want to even talk about it. Yeah, sometimes uh, you get yeah. offered Tyrod Taylor for Mitch Trubisky, and you got to <laughs> oh. think about that one. Okay, what 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 do the other guys on this podcast think? I this this trade to clarify was before, before. they said that Herbert was starting. You want to know what Anthony I'm... Lynn had a chub for for uh, Mr. Tyrod. So when Gertie told me about this, I am I think my words to you, Gertie, were I would probably accept it just for fun. Yeah, it's a for fun trade. <laughs> just I, for like, fun, just to funsies. But yeah. no, I was on. I'm so kind guys, of. A, I'm here to win a ship. You guys, you guys. It was a crapshoot. You yeah. know your fucking Jenga. I'm here to win. 
Oh, Gertie. Um, Herbert Heat Hallwell. Um, some offers made for Herbert on here, and some are legitimate, and I think they should be praised for that. I think you talked about already, Curtis. Some were also yeah. horrific, um, coming from Jay and Neville, I'm hearing. So do you want to elaborate a bit on how that went? Yeah, sure. So it's like it, it's two parts. Obviously, like I talked about Curtis's thing. Um, we didn't get the deal done, but that does not mean that I won't have those conversations in the, in the future with Curtis. He was like a legit partner. He came, he came to trade, and um, he got a better deal. Unfortunately, from another player, I can't do anything about that. But he's a, a okay in my books. Uh, Neville and Jay specifically, your conversations with me were uh, one was cruel. Um, Jay clearly wasn't interested in making a legitimate <laughs> offer and it was more of just a punchline uh neville uh our conversation i think it was tuesday morning was so painful um and the offer that you gave me wasn't even worth what i leave in the toilet in the morning um <laughs> it uh, and like another another thing another thing that just like um, I wanted to get into the particulars of it with you on the podcast this week. We've just been like, we're going to blow over our time on this episode, so I won't. Um, but it was a terrible offer, and you should feel shame in front of everybody. As well, when you want a player, make an offer. Don't say, what do you want for that player? And that's what both you and Jay did. You both, I, I, I sent out the message that Herbert's available, and you both texted me, what do you want? What do you want for Herbert? And it's just, it's bad faith negotiating and I won't do it anymore. And I actually, I actually told somebody in the league this week, uh, I was very clear with my instructions of send me an offer for Herbert. It was you. I didn't want to name you Mike, but I'm, but I'm, I'm just hey, very, I'm good particular. So, <laughs> so that was yeah, Monday, I, Monday night, right? Monday night. I sent the, I sent out the word about Herbert. Yes. Guys, and we started talks. Yeah, you sent me one message and then you went to bed, and so I had to text you Tuesday morning. I work early. And then you gave me this, you gave me this <laughs> bullshit offer. What was, was the offer? I don't care about time. I, 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 knew from, I knew from the beginning that I I, I, I could play with the big dogs, and there'd be other there'd be other people that would want more. But for her. but you 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 dangled interest, and it's like if you know that you're not you're not going to compete, don't don't get into the yeah. uh, the fighter circle. You know, it's yeah. like. It, it just it just was a waste of my time from beginning to end. Um, I can't see the offer on my WhatsApp chat right now because I had to switch phones. Um, but I can um, I can get that later and we can update maybe the the posting on the uh, for the podcast. But Neville, can you? It was, I'm just gonna, it was I'm never legit. One thing. Are you saying that the guy who offered me Gardner Minshew for John Watson doesn't make good trades? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that was a real offer. He, he no, wanted that to... was a real offer. I had to reject it. Well, I know, oh, but I'm saying, God. like, did he just want to get a spot on the trade block here? I, he must have been. He must have felt that he was out of the limelight. The one thing I will say is, I mean, I've had productive talks with a lot of people. Um, me and Hallwell have had some, some talks recently. We'll not go into the specifics of it. Um, but I feel like trading with Hallwell sometimes is like a Ted Mosby lecture from How I Met Your Mother. Like, you're pitched okay. this idea this like vision <laughs> and it's very passionate it's, it's not a it's not a it's not a criticism i just think hallwell's a very passionate trader like when he believes in something yeah. he gives you like the points from a to z 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, w- I would say, I would say that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our, our conversation, we were, we were, we we're generally close. We were hoping to yeah. maybe debate, debate it here on the podcast, but once again, time constraints being what they are, we're not going to waste everybody's time. Mystery source is back with some hot, hot takes. Um, <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. Yeah, Mr. Anonymous. It's Allie Cox. So... (laughs) (laughs) He says, he he writes in, Nolan trades away an old man to get an old man and adds in a young man. Always fun to watch the frantic floundering of a scaredy cat. Um, Again, not much much information there, just kind of slandering Nolan for the... Week in a row. Um, he also Amazing. just quick point on Curtis. Curtis gains a mediocre injured quarterback and an unproven wide receiver for Mike. Mike gains possibly the best wide receiver in football. Great job, winless Kurt. <laughs> I also feel like this is like just a bunch of tweets. Maybe we should just get him to tweet them out. Yeah. Um, Pat Hallwell becoming increasingly frustrated as he's continued to offer resist- reasonable trades this week and still can't inspire anyone. Why don't people want the Pittsburgh D? <laughs> I'm not the source on that, so I like I appreciate Mr. Anonymous. No, you're not. Give me I, credit. I, <laughs> no, Anonymous is that is like that's a hundred percent true, and I yeah. don't know who that source is. Mom, God damn. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, This is an interesting one, actually, because it's a name that hasn't come up before um, and maybe dispels the theory that this person is Mr. Anonymous. Ryan got heavily involved this week, and as of this podcast recording, he's still in negotiations to get a certain quarterback. Lots of skill on the team to sweeten the deal. Don't be surprised if we get news before Sunday. That's a bit of a hot take. That's a hot take. I mean, Ryan is what? One and three right now? Is that what he's sitting at? Yeah. So he Yes, yeah. Maybe one of those guys who needs to make a move. So Mr. Anonymous, that's that's actually a great take, um, compared to slandering Nolan, which I do enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um Suds also resurfaced after the trades Wednesday night testing the water on tight ends. Again, <laughs> has anyone actually talked to Suds or who where is he getting this information? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I never want to find out who Mr. Anonymous is. This is amazing. No. (laughs) And then Neville, you've been approached by several teams, but you're unwilling to fix an unbroken thing. Even heavily one-sided deals are being denied. Is that true, Neville? That's also a pretty hot take. You're getting offered some one-sided deals and turning them down? Uh, No. I can't think of a single offer where I thought, ooh, I really run away with that one. (laughs) So that would be the opinion of the sender. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Source. Andre, you're listening? Uh, Speaking of Andre, not a lot new there, other than he's now taken to ignoring offers that include good running backs. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, all right. Well, that that's all the the source had. Also, um, it's about the longest forty five minutes we have gone without really talking about Andre. So, good job, team. We've we've progressed. Yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of stuff happening. I guess. 
Yeah. Neville, before we move uh, on to the next uh, segment, do you have the offer you gave me? Were you able to oh, no. Uh, I haven't even started looking for it. Don't worry. The guy's, un- worry the guy's undefeated. Do you think he has time to look up a trade offer? He's just yeah. basking in his glory. Apparently not. Apparently not. Um, we're going to go to my segment right now. Um, the matchup of the week, plus our predictions. Um, I've highlighted a matchup of two of our best performers so far. Uh, we have a repeat customer with uh, with Neville being highlighted in, in, in this matchup. But I call it, if you come for the king matchup. So the winner, winner of this matchup will claim the outright uh, lead of the league. Um, Neville, looking at your team, I think you've got good matchups um, across the board, except for Carson Wentz playing in Pittsburgh. Um, but you have the opposing quarterback in that matchup with Roethlisberger, and he's coming off a bye, so I think he should be prepared. Um, Jay uh, Lamar suffering from like a mysterious knee thing. He's missed two days of practice, not really sure what's going on there. Uh, and then Minshew is a loser of two straight. So I think his quarterbacks are, are kind of questionable at this point. Um, Neville, I'm going to give you the edge with your running backs with uh, Dalvin Cook. Jonathan Taylor and um, what's Robinson's first name? Jason Robinson? Jonathan Robinson? You want what? His actual first name or what his friends call him? I just, I just, don't, yeah, JJ Robinson. <laughs> fuck it. Um, Jay is playing um, Carson and Gibson. Um, Gibson's matchup should especially be tough with the game script. They're probably going to go behind because um, they are playing Arizona this week, um, and so I worry, uh, I worry about Gibson's ability to stay relevant in that match but he's done a good job so far so uh wide receiver jay's got the edge with Thielen cup and parker um yeah i just think i just think the wide receiver definitely leans all the way over to jay um neville you've got a pretty sneaky good d so far the indy d is playing absolutely outside of their mind they get a tough matchup with cleveland um, but jay is uh playing arizona against the jets as well all in all i think um it's it's going to go in your favor, uh, Neville, and I think you take it. But I think it's a very tight match, and I think it's less than five points that you win it. Um, also, I know we're not superstitious on this podcast. I know we don't really believe in magic or voodoo. Um, <laughs> but I'm giving a MetLife curse warning. <laughs> so if you have a player in the Arizona versus New York Jets game, um, Say your prayers to whatever God you speak to and hope she hears it. MetLife Stadium will have its sacrifice and one of your players will be injured. And if my faith tells me anything, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake's going down for the rest of the season (laughs) with a knee thing. Unfortunately, that turf uh, is a big bag of meanie pants. I just want to move life curse of having to start a New York jet for a week. Yeah, I also mean that's true. its own that's its own type type of sickness. So I just um, want to call out before you move on, Hallwell, that if Kenyon Drake tears his ACL this weekend, this dark voodoo magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing magic isn't. So there's no way that I did will do anything to affect Kenyon Drake's health or well being on this podcast. <laughs> so um, we're gonna go to our uh, our our, our pickums. Um, across the board, we have taken uh, the token Blackman versus uh, Beats by DeAndre. Um, we've all taken the token Blackman 
to win it. Neville, I'll throw it to you. Why did you take the token Blackman over uh, Beats by DeAndre this week? Uh, I look at uh, Mikey Pelt's team, and I just think that uh, they're going to be victorious. Josh Kelly was not that efficient last game, but I think with Eckler out, he's going to uh, see a shitload of snaps. And then I think Freeman will get more uh, rain over the Giants' offense. Um, yeah, I mean, for for beats by DeAndre, Brett Ripien in quarterback, I don't think that can go well, uh, especially when you're throwing against the P- Pats D. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like a lot of players that Andre has, but I think... Uh, as you move further down his roster, I, I don't think he'll be able to get it done. Fair enough. Our next match, matchup is uh, from Russia with Chubb versus these. Uh, we've all chosen our uh, our co-host here, these, to take it. I'll throw it to Pelt. Uh, is there anything that we need to look into on this on this matchup? Um, what do you think? Yeah, actually, I wanted to pick Curtis here, but Gertie said, if you don't pick me, I will never record a podcast with you ever again. And since we do 14 of them together, uh, I had to pick him. So I don't have any good analysis here. Um, (laughs) No, um, Curtis is struggling. He's starting uh, Brian Hill or Brendan Hill or Bobby Hill, whatever his friends call him at running back. And uh, Larry Fournette, who's projected to get 0.91 points. Uh, along with Travis Patrick, who's projected to get a solid five. So Jimmy G Sweet will maybe... Christ. He's he's hmm? he's still playing Fournette? He's playing As tonight. Of... He's in tonight. Yeah, so... He's active. Isn't... Oh, he is active. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, they just announced him as active. And what I'll say is that I actually am a little bit nervous because for the first time ever, anyone has chosen me besides me. Reverse so psychology. Well for me. It's exactly. Yeah, you know it. Reverse psychology. Um, the second thing is, I thought I would have an even more favorable matchup because I thought Fournette and um, Mike Evans wouldn't play and both are active tonight. So, yeah, that's my, yeah, so you're, that's my yeah, you're super worried. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen 30 point uh, projections uh, slip away. <laughs> um, our next matchup is the one that I highlighted at the. Uh, the top of the segment it's the uh if you come for the king matchup we are actually split um that it's uh i'm taking uh i'm taking neville's team as well as neville is taking his team and gertie and pelt are both taking jay's team i think it's for all the reasons that um i mentioned uh, above while in favor of neville um, it is. I did say that it would be tight, and I and I, I don't think I'm entirely surprised by the second place team maybe taking a swing at the first place team and trying to take that crown. So, um, yeah, we'll move on. Um, Flacaroni and cheese versus Guns and Baroses. It's a Hallwell on Hallwell crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've all taken me, which is so nice. Everybody, Gertie, why did you choose me? To win yet another match. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I knew you were going to ask me this fucking question. I'm going to change my answer right now. Um, oh, you have to be objective. I am objective. Like, yeah, because that's I, been a theme that's on my, these podcasts. That's, that's my downfall. <laughs> I'm so damn objective. I'm just such a good human. Um, <laughs> the reason why I think GMB takes it is because I think 
Kyler is going to run all over the New York Jets. The New York Jets are going to wish that Adam Gaze was now the coach of the Arizona Cardinals because somehow they need to get rid of this guy. So, um, you know, I know, uh, I think Michael Gallup is going to have a mediocre game. Um, but I do expect big things out of GNB's Camara and Hunt. And I think that's ultimately what takes it. So, also Carson Wentz throwing the Pittsburgh D that has some recipe for disaster all over it. You take me to go back Gary's. to back. Yeah. All right. Whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> perfect. Perfect analysis. Um, our next matchup is Herpel versus Lifeless. We got one person saying that the Lifeless Fish are going to take the, the match this year or this week. Uh, Pelt, why is that? Danish has a little bit of a better team in this matchup. I don't love Ryan's quarterbacks. I think I say that every week uh, with Cousins and Bridgewater. Allen's a friggin' beast, although if that game happens. Uh, good thing we have good COVID rules in this league, so uh, he'll be safe there. Um, I just think overall when I look at both lineups, I think it'll be pretty close. The projections are even, what, 0.18 apart from each other. Julio is not likely to play. I don't know what the latest is on Michael Thomas. It says he got a limited practice, so he could be back. But, you know, slanty, McSlant, slant, we'll throw him the ball a few times. Uh, but no, I'm just, just going to give I feel this... so uncomfortable when you call Michael Thomas that. No, we actually are calling Drew Brees that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, here. Drew yeah. Brees that. So, yeah, yeah, Drew Brees is slanty, McSlant. Oh, that makes it he only He only throws four, year, four yards down the field, and honestly. Right, right, right. Yeah, um... I think Debo might get a might get a plus matchup against Miami, sink himself back in and start to feel a lot more comfortable after that injury. So, anyways, just giving this to the fish. I think it's a toss up though. At the end of the day, surprised you guys were so heavily on Herple. Well, I'll throw it. I'll throw it to Gertie to maybe respond to that. Why do you think it's going to be Herple? Um, I think Teddy's gonna have a really big week against the Atlanta D. Most of it's healthy and is going to run all over the Dolphins. Um, and I think uh, hashtag free David Johnson is going to have a big impact. And I also believe that Kirk Cousins is actually going to do better than his projections. It's He's playing Seattle's defense, which hasn't been glorious, and I expect that game to be a shootout and them to go down early. So big things from Justin Jefferson. So that's what I expect, and that's why I think he takes it. Our last matchup is uh, Dak Knight Rises versus Andre's team. Andre's team has been on a roll. Uh, three of us here on the panel have chosen Andre's team to win. Uh, our guest was one of those three. Neville, why is Andre's team going to take it over Dak this week? I think you look at Russell Wilson, and against the Vikings D, he is going to annihilate like just annihilate them. Their secondary is awful in uh, for the Vikings. And then I just looked down uh, Andre's team's board, and uh, there's a lot of people or players that have just woken up. I think DJ Chark really woke up last game, and then Joe Mixon finally had that breakthrough game. Oh, 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 oh. Get it. Dog's got to <laughs> eat. So I just look at the strength of, of Andre's team, and uh, – I don't think that Nolan can... I think it'll be a tight game, but I don't think uh, Nolan will be able to keep up. Okay. 
I just want to analysis, everybody. I... Quick input there, Hallwell. Sorry. Um, yep. I did yep. pick Dak. I was the one who was differentiating here, and that was just solely reverse psychology. I'm just trying to pull a Gertie here. I want my division mate to lose, so I'm going to pick him to win. Yeah. Well, watch out. You might go one and three. Um, <laughs> that's it for that segment. One, um, one question I do have for everyone is, now that Andre's finally listening to the podcast, he's taking some tips, he is running the two tight end strategy this week. Um, this has been, as uh, was mentioned earlier, a very devoid of Andre criticism podcast, and that honestly makes me very uncomfortable. So how do we feel about uh, Andre going with two tight ends? Clearly not Which good because we all picked me to win. Ends. So he's going with Kittle and Johnu Smith. Oh, those are ballers, though. Both those guys yeah. are ballers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you kudos, Andre. I think that now that you're actually listening, you're getting some good tips, and that uh, could help you in the future. So kudos to you, yeah. pal. Hope uh, you find out who that anonymous source is. <laughs> we're we're going to move into our newest segment, our last segment. Um, it's the mailbag. Uh, it's everything you ever wanted in a segment. Uh, you send in your questions. We discuss it for you all to hear. It's fantastic. Curtis taking my advice from last week um, and not putting in such a terrible question uh, <laughs> as he did last week has asked another one. And with patience, we will answer it. A quarter of the way through the season, what are your biggest fantasy surprises and disappointments? Gentlemen, the floor is yours. I'm going to take Dak Prescott here. Um, surprising, he's number one. You know, I took him as my first quarterback, thought he would do well. I am elated that he is sitting atop of the uh, the quarterback, or even, sorry, the fantasy point standings to this point in the year. So that excites me. Uh, if I'm going to give one disappointment, I'll probably go with Daniel Jones sitting 30th ranked quarterback right now. I, I thought he showed some promising with the Giants, but maybe that speaks to the dysfunctionality of that team. So, yeah, I'd say Dak for a surprise and uh, Jones for disappointment for me. Um, I would say for me, uh, disappointment would be on the Daniel Jones train, Evan Ingram. I've been a huge fan of his game. I drafted him in a few leagues. I thought he'd be a huge focal point. Uh, for a team that had Saquon and Slayton and Shepard, that actually might be able to have some weapons this year. Uh, but he's just been not good, so I'm hoping he proves me wrong this week against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, my surprise? Uh, probably Tom Brady, a quarter way through. Um, I definitely did not expect him to be playing as well as he had been, and obviously it's now at his peak and he can only go down from here. Uh, so, But he has had a hell of a first quarter. Neville? Okay, I'll say a surprise for me would be um, probably Gardner Minshew. I didn't think he was going to be this good of a, of a thrower, and he can, he can run. Um, disappointment, I would say, uh, oh, uh, oh, Carson Wentz. I thought he would do good things. So it's kind of been disappointing. He's strung together two 20-point um, games. Good to see, but that's been with his feet. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just drop mine, uh, mine quickly. A surprise, um, not seeing uh, Calvin Ridley as the the top wide receiver at the beginning of the season. Yeah. 
here we are. He's he's been a monster. Goose egged everybody on Monday night, so the the, the luster may be uh, um, losing a bit. But uh, uh, and then I'll go. Yeah, my uh, my my disappointment for sure was Wentz. He's been um, he's been absolutely brutal. And I know there's like line issues and healthy receivers, but um, guy was an MVP candidate two years ago. Like he should be balling out, and, and he's not doing it. That being said, I mean they're. They're first in their division, right? So, um, yep, very true. Crazy. Um, one, so sorry, one one on, I was going to say one quick point on Calvin Ridley. He was uh, covered by Jair Alexander the entire game, so I credit that more to Jair than Calvin having a bad game. And uh, it's too bad that no one, that everyone's so surprised by Calvin. It's not like someone made a bet that he'd score more points than Julio at the beginning <laughs> of the year. But I don't know who that is. There's only yeah, a chat for yeah. it. Uh, go, go ahead. There's no more points on this topic. <laughs> um, I just wanted to jump in. I will we'll continue with the mailbag, but uh, Schefter just tweeted about 10 minutes ago that the um, the Bills-Chiefs game is being switched from next Thursday uh, to next Sunday. Oh. Uh, it, it'll revert back. Um, if there's no... If there's no positive test in Tennessee, it'll go back to a Thursday nighter. And then the Titans-Bills game um, this was released about a half hour ago. Is being scheduled for. Uh, it was going to be on Sunday. Is being moved to Tuesday at six p.m. Um, if there's no more positive tests. So the the big conditional piece here is if we get any sort of positive tests tomorrow from Tennessee. Um, and by the time people listen to this, probably it, it'll be it'll be past this time. Um, but any more positive tests in Tennessee, and I think there's going to be some major major scheduling implications um with tennessee so unfortunately no no clear answer on what to do with those players but uh um we've got we've got uh, a pathway at least tennessee tennessee just being knuckleheads about this yeah um absolutely. okay back to the mailbag uh this is from anonymous oh. how does van van pelt feel about his team quote unquote lucking into two wins this season uh, week one against Andre's team, James Conner gets um, injured, um, but I think I think a lot of us thought that was a benching. Um, and then uh, and then week four against Herple, Julio getting hurt. Both of those wins were within two points, and I think I think what the question is trying to demonstrate here is is, is that both of those players, if they had gotten any sort of moderate output. Um, Van Pelt would be in a quite a different situation than what his record is. Van Pelt, I'll leave it to you. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think this person straight up is just a fucking coward for being anonymous again, calling me out here on the podcast. Don't even put your name. Um, but that's okay. Um, you know, you to quote a wise young man, you fail all the time, but you aren't a failure till you start blaming someone else. So to me, it <laughs> sounds like someone is just a failure. Um, and they're having a tough season or a tough week. Sounds like a Nolan thing. Um, but I think all I'll say to that is you got to be lucky to be good and good to be lucky. So my team's a winning team. I go out on Sunday and say win the game. I don't care if you win by 25 points. Uh, just don't lose on Monday night when you're down by 30. And my team hasn't done that. So, um... <laughs> and, oh, unbelievably, it turns into a dunk on Gertie. Uh uh, Gertie, do you have a response? No, otherwise, uh, the other thing I'm going to say is enjoy your fucking podcast by yourself. You <laughs> vile human being. 
<laughs> but yeah, if, if Anonymous could sign uh, next time, that's all I'll say. Um, at least put at least put your name to it if you're gonna. I'm also call just gonna say for the record, I wasn't anonymous. Like I, I don't care enough about the stats to see you lost or won by one point. Well, I know I, I'm not. I'm not podcast, saying you are. No, no. So you just blindly. Okay, I remember this. I can't wait for a matchup this year. This life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, turbulence on the podcast, everybody. It's great stuff. Um, this is a question that is being asked for a friend. Uh, was Nick Foles being purchased for $100 on the waiver wire the greatest fantasy play of all time? And, and I'll, uh, I'll let you guys answer that first before I, I uh, get to the follow-up. Do we want to just rapid fire with a no? Or does that cover it up? <laughs> <laughs> May I speak for everybody when I say no, it was not the greatest fantasy play of all time. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. The follow-up question. The follow-up question is, why does Hallwell blow his load every season? Uh, they don't say which Hallwell, so kind of we won't know which way. I think it's um, both. If I had to guess, because you look at yeah, you both you... have zero dollars. So weird. Yes. Yeah, I, that's true. But um, I have a starting quarterback. My brother has a starting quarterback. I think that's money well spent in a season where every quarterback is going down with injury, it seems. Huh. Huh. Interesting. No rebuttal. <laughs> uh, question for Neville. One of our fans wrote into you specifically. Um, as the only manager still undefeated in this league, what would you like to say to all, to all the people who have doubted you and your abilities? Um, I'll let you answer that question first. Um, I think I would like to say lick my balls. Um, I think my fantasy rep got tainted when many years ago I sold low God on Calvin Johnson. Stop with the puns. Fuck, you can't Damage. say li- lick my balls and then tainted. God damn it, Nolan. <laughs> Nolan? But the last few years, I've honed my skill and instinct, and I've been stringing together some good years, and I enjoy hearing the podcast. Some fellow fantasy players are starting to uh, give me some respect. You honed your skills and instinct and electrocuted yourself. Let's not forget that little tidbit. (laughs) There was, yes. I never said I was smart. The follow-up to that question is, what advice would you give to our newest member, Curtis, who is clearly in disarray as shown by his recent trade with Pelt? And I think the trade is a good place to start because that is very reminiscent of a trade that you made many years ago um, that was very one-sided. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I wish I could remember (laughs) what I gave up or what I got for Calvin. But uh, I don't think it was as bad as this trade. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like Jimmy personally, but uh, I think he... he could, like as a person? He could do well. No, no. He's, he's, he's a good-looking look, lad. I think he'll... Uh, I don't think he'll be in the NFL much longer. But um, I think uh, it's, you know, we're, we're going to see. Once he comes back, uh, Bolin's played on my bench and he was god awful. But uh, back to Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, I think uh, I think his players will will come through. Um, he did some good waiver wire pickups, 
And uh, I would like to say I hope the best for him, but uh, you know he's in my division, so with each loss, I'm I'm happier. Just like Hallwell. <laughs> oh, I'm right <laughs> on your tail, man. Don't I love worry. it. Um, that's it for the mailbag this week. We do have two quick notes from last week last week's episode. Um, I did some research and I did confirm that the British and Swedish monarchy are related. Uh, we'll attach the link in the uh, the podcast if you want to go read that article. Um, as well, um, there was some confusion about which character was who in Monsters, Inc. Um, Sullivan is the big blue monster, and Mike is the small, one-eyed, gross monster. Oh. Who's also <laughs> and so just for clarity for the listener, I think yeah. Gertie is Mike the small, one-eyed, green, gross monster for Monsters, Inc. And that makes oh. that joke a little bit better, I think. The listeners right, can the listeners can sleep now after a long week. Well, here's the uh, here's the thing about this whole joke situation. One, it doesn't work as I was a self-deprecating guy who said that I uh, was Mike. Um, so now you're trying to spin it on yourself. It's just classic voodoo from fucking Hallwell. Just trying to turn something into nothing. The second thing is you say, uh, yeah, okay, uh, whatever you said, pal. Uh, can't wait to see that scarecrow in front of your house. Um, the second thing is <laughs> that's out of context. It's yeah. Halloween. That <laughs> was wasn't Halloween when I walked by it and tried to shake my hand. Um, the second thing I'm going to say is Mike is like the hero of Monsters Inc. Like he's the lovable, affable character who just saves the day. So you know what? Just like I saved this. Uh, fantasy season from disarray by bringing joy to all your faces um i will do the same uh with this championship again so um it's nice to be a winner and uh come into this as a winner and also leave as a winner so that's all i'll say and um if anyone sees fire or blue like magic emerging from the hallwell house just know that it's probably all according to plan because he's raising (laughs) skeletons from the dead (laughs) I'm not getting necromancy. Don't worry about it. It's all the same family. Gentlemen, another great episode. We did it again. We've knocked it out of the park. Uh, I would say that this is our our best one yet, but our guest was uncomfortable with his words. Yeah, uncomfortable with his attitude. Um, Just uncomfortable to be around. But that being said, Neville, we want to thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much. Had a great time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you Neville, really appreciate it. I've never been more appreciative of COVID, so I don't have to be in the same room with your smug face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to pump anything, Neville? Do you have anything that you want people to check out? Uh, nope. Nope. I'm uh, quite fine. Okay. <laughs> Well, good luck. Good luck for the rest of the fantasy season. I hope it's not too much luck. I will see you when I pass you in the standings. Um, but the rest of the gentlemen here, um, I'm going to bid everybody adieu. And I'm going to say, uh, see you, champs. See you, see champs. champs. See you, Neville. Bye. <laughs>